Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get in, loser. We're playing eSports. Welcome to it. It's Get In Loser. We're playing esports, the layman's esports podcast, and the only podcast talking about competitive. I didn't come up with something for this week. Uh, Sonic Mania, competitive Sonic Mania. Does that, that work well? Yeah, that we'll, we'll pretend for your sake. Okay, uh, down there in Austin, Texas, it's Will Harrison. Will, hi now. So. If President Obama played Overwatch, who would be his main? I think it would be Junkrat. That seems like a solid call. I mean, yeah. or Reinhardt, giant shield, swinging a hammer. The hammer is okay pe- penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, up in Northwest Ohio, I'm Shaggy Man Colbert coming up on the program. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked about the viability of battle royales in esports uh and particularly fortnite especially when one of the major faces of the game has gotten himself into some hot water recently we'll, we'll hit on that coming up but some headlines uh coming into this week and as seemingly is tradition we will start an overwatch league as their first home game event that's going to be happening later this month or is it next month when they will be playing out in dallas uh this week uh or the end of the month april 27th and 28th and this event is in fact sold out a 4500 seat arena the allen event center uh for two nights april 27th april 28th and both of those dates sold out for the first quote-unquote home games of overwatch league history not counting the two la teams playing in la literally all the time yeah but they suck so it doesn't count but uh, both uh, both uh, both events selling out, and that's it's that's a good sign for engagement. You could say that there's a novelty factor involved, and this is the first time it's coming there. But if uh, if you're making a stop and people are buying the tickets, you got to imagine that's a that's a good sign. Well, I think it was definitely smart to go with the the in-state rivalry of Dallas and Houston because that's going to be the game to end the weekend. Um, I actually had a chance to get tickets for this, like. Ash sent me the link way, way back, and I thought about it, but the prices were just a little too rich for my blood. Mm-hmm. For for a two-day pass, it was going to be 150 bucks a person. Oof. And as much as I like Overwatch, and as fun, sarc- note, note the sarcasm there, as it would be to do what Ash did for when she goes to Overwatch League games and basically not leave the arena for 12-hour days, you know, two days in a row, because I'd want to get my money out of it. I I'm in the end I'm glad I, I didn't do it. Also, Dallas is kind of a haul from here. Like, it's at least a six hour drive. I don't know who wants to go to Dallas. It's no nothing no. but crackheads and debutantes. It's the Cincinnati of Texas. Nobody wants oh, to go there. Wow, wow, that's cold. And it's just as scummy there as as Skyline Chili. 
Now, if, if you would like to send me an angry email, please email us at loseresports at gmail.com. There you go. Uh, I think they, they've got a couple others scheduled for this year, don't they? Yeah, there's going... I know there's going to be a China one. Um, I, I don't know on what end that's there. And I want to say there's going to be one in New York, but don't quote me on that. I, I swear that's where I saw it. But the China one that is, is definitely occurring and it's smart like these are your test cases where you want to see if this is something that can work and be fleshed out so they've got to feel pretty good about it um i'm glad they're finally getting out to test it i, I will be interested in seeing how that experience translates uh, away from the blizzard arena yeah well they've been they've been set up there for quite some time now and and yeah you can see that it it's all starting works, to smell now it's time to, yeah but now it's time to spread your wings and see how it's received outside of L.A. I, I, I think it'll be received rather well, and I think it, it'll be good. Is, now, is are all the teams making the trip to Dallas, or is it just like a selection? All the teams. They're going to do the, the regular weekly schedule there. Okay. So this Except basically, it's, it's a little more slanted towards Dallas and Houston, obviously, yeah. because they want to get their money's worth out. I think both, the, both those teams are playing twice, I believe. Okay. So this is kind of a... A, a traveling roadshow sort of situation. It's like a, it's like when you go see the monster trucks. No, and then they're like, no, there's actually like standings and wins and losses, and you can go to the Monster Jam website and see who's leading in what categories. I miss when Hulk Hogan used to have a monster truck. Because you know, it really just put things out there of, of just who he is and what he's about. Like, yeah, of course you've got a monster truck. Like, why wouldn't you? Um. <laughs> Overwatch League probably thrilled to hear that these home games uh, are selling out in Dallas because apparently some of the Twitch viewership is uh, down a little bit as they've entered stage two. Now, there are some other factors that they haven't quite figured in yet. I mean, they have been showing some more games on like network television. People could be not watching the Twitch stream and instead watching on television instead. Um, I believe that there's uh, um, a couple other options to watch as well. So it just could be that that people are just like, finding the other avenues to watch uh, rather than going through Twitch. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. And I think maybe it's just burnout. There really wasn't a long enough break, I don't think, between stage one and stage two. Stage one was a lot longer than I think people realize. I mean, we're, we're seeing more varied matchups, but there's still a lot of Overwatch week to week when you look at it. And this was for the first time that I tried watching basically every game in stage one. And I accomplished that, but now I've like I'm not going back to it the way that I might have tried to in stage one, the stage two, and I don't know why. I can only assume it's it's just burnout because you know these things go up and down. It's kind of like how I, I stop and start with playing actual Overwatch, um, but I don't know if they can look at those numbers and really gleam anything from them yet because it's a long season there's still a lot going on and they're probably going to be looking at something like these home games as a larger indicator uh, of viewership because like you said you just you can't parse out what those viewership numbers mean when they're split like that I, i can't imagine it's a huge split but it's still there nonetheless and maybe it's just burnout maybe it's the wrong time of year there's a lot of other esports stuff going on right now. It's like baseball season in that, you know, the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks you're like, you know, oh my God, it's baseball season. Let's watch a bunch of baseball. And then once you get past the first few weeks, you know, all right, maybe you'll catch a game here or there, but you're not going to tune into every single game. And you're like, okay, I'll just, I'll come back, you know, as we get later on in the season. Well, you know, one thing I wonder, and 
maybe we'll see this this weekend is that with um storm rising the, the big um archives event starting today i wonder if that has an effect on viewership because i won't lie like my interest in watching overwatch league is sometimes tied to my interest in playing the game and like i just said i'm coming off of a break so maybe people who are coming back for just the events might you know get a little curious and see the overwatch ticker in their uh battle net uh launcher and be like huh maybe i should go back to that so I'll be interested to keep an eye on it this weekend and see if those numbers fluctuate. I wouldn't be surprised if they see just a little bit of a, a an uptick. Only if they allow the new Wrecking Ball skin in play during Overwatch League. Uh, that should just be his default skin. Like, <laughs> I, I want the glasses on everything now. It's, yes. it's, a, it's a real Sophie's choice for me to have to choose between my, my Bubblegum Boys uh, skin and the cool glasses. And I'm just like, why can't I have both? Why are you yeah. doing this to me? Which made me realize that the next step they need to take is like character object customization. They 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 need to go full hats. Overwatch needs hats. In the outwardly, I mean, it, it worked for Team Fortress too, so why not? I'm just saying, like, if I could put a top hat on Wrecking Ball, I would give them more money. There's been some other numbers that came out when it comes to, I guess, for lack of a better term, ratings. Esports.net put an article out that had numbers from both Twitch and YouTube, which was interesting because... When we think of esports, <laughs> YouTube. We, don't, we don't typically talk about like a lot of you know live YouTube streaming. Although I know Rocket League started simul streaming on both on both Twitch and YouTube. Though, if you, if you want those sweet you know exclamation point rewards, you can only do that on Twitch, not on YouTube, uh, not on YouTube Live. Um, apparently, on the YouTube streams, um, League of Legends was most watched in March. Uh, Thirteen point seven million hours of content on YouTube. Um, Arena of Valor, which is apparently a, a mobile uh, in Asia, 3.4 million hours of content watched on YouTube. CSGO, 1.4 million hours watched. Uh, Dota 2, Rainbow Six. Over on Twitch, League of Legends, 24.1 million hours viewed. Dota 2 with 18 million hours. CSGO with 15.1 million hours. So the number here that I, I want to highlight because it goes back to a conversation we had a month ago or so is the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 numbers coming in at 1.4 million. And admittedly, I've said this before, Call of Duty is not the most popular esport. Um, it has never been the most popular esport, despite the fact that they've really leaned in on that like hardcore gamer aesthetic. But you look at these numbers and I'm just kind of like, hey, Activision, you sure you want to start a city based league with with those kind of Twitch viewership numbers? Because, man, that does not instill confidence. No, that again, like, I, that's Activision wanting to guss up their own baby. That's um, so stupid. In spite of, you know, saying, well, if, if it works for Overwatch, we could, it could work for hours. And and nobody's nobody's sitting the, the parent company down and going, look. Maybe you just don't have the audience for this yet. Also, you know what? Sometimes babies are just ugly. And no matter what, you tell somebody, <laughs> they're like, oh, look at the cute baby. You just have to look like, no, you got an ugly baby. It doesn't matter if you put him in a little ducky costume or a sailor suit. Your kid is still ugly. And in this case, that ugly baby is Call of Duty. It was last week or two weeks ago when we talked. We, we had asked the question of whether or not there was a a FIFA esports situation there. Uh, and apparently, not only is there one, I mean, we, we found out after the fact there was one, but apparently uh, the FIFA E-World Cup Global Series event uh, not only is coming up, but it will be broadcast on Fox Sports. 
sports. Uh, they just uh, inked the broadcast right deals. Apparently, the streaming platform Caffeine, which never heard of that, I don't heard of that, uh, acquired the global rights to all of FIFA 19 Global Series events. Um, $100 million, 21st Century Fox invested in Caffeine in September to establish uh, this whole partnership here. Um, the E-World Cup 2019 with the finals of multiple EA Sports FIFA 19 Global Series events going to be broadcast on Fox Sports. That is an interesting little push-in um, for Fox Sports, not only partnering with a website that is um, still trying to put a get a foothold and you know, it, it's going to definitely have its work cut out for them. But in picking an eSport that is ten is related to traditional sports, um, it's it's an interesting angle to lean on. I'm I'm curious to see how it works out for them. No, I'm really rooting for Uruguay's uh, FIFA eSports team this year. I think they're going to go all the way. <laughs> That's how this what? works, right? Yeah. What? Okay. Now, and I have to look up what the what the what the fuck is a caffeine? Is it a streaming? I think I think it's a yeah. Streaming. No, no, it is. But I just I I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I've I've definitely heard of it. Got an article here from February of last year. A pair of former Apple execs looking to muscle in Twitch's territory with a new social broadcasting platform called Caffeine. Their whole point was to try to simplify the process of online streaming. But I mean, I. I, I don't see anybody ever talking about caffeine ever. You know what Fox Sports should just do? They should just run FIFA games and just act as if it's actual soccer. <laughs> just see how many people they can trick into that. Because you know what the reaction is going to be. is like, oh, why are we showing this fake soccer? Blurg. And just like, no, no, it's that's that's real. No, no, it's real. It's only 100%. Can't yeah, no, Ronaldo always looks like that. Yeah, that team made up of 17 Ronaldos is definitely real. It's an interesting get for a platform that has zero push, but I think you're going to end up in the same in a similar situation like we saw with Facebook Live trying to get into game streaming and just not making nearly as much noise as you'd like to think. Ugh, I mean, I, I hope it goes better for them than it did for Facebook because Facebook Live continues to just be bewildering and i recently had a conversation with um a friend to you and i kyle northrop who was asking me about uh live streaming options and going with twitch versus facebook live because he's currently on facebook live for his his work stuff mm -hmm. and i was just like man if you could find a way to get off of facebook live and not lose your audience i would take it because that's really the, we've talked about before that's really the only thing facebook has going for it is that that captive audience of, of people who just haven't left i mainly mean old people but not necessarily <laughs> i mean let, let's face it i, I mean I, I won't lie i've even considered getting rid of my facebook page recently and if it wasn't for the fact that i need it for work both my actual work and my writing work i probably would have gotten rid of it by now and just use messenger but i mean if you got the audience go for it so i just seen an, a headline earlier today that was just like you know really the only thing facebook has going for it left is a messenger and b private groups and that's really yeah. the you know, Hey, would you? Can you smell that? Can do you smell it? What's it's that? the smell of breaking news right here on the podcast. <laughs> Which sounds great when we release it tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's too bad. Anyways, uh, email from Nintendo just now telling the world what we kind of already knew, or maybe we're waiting to know. 
Joker from Persona 5 joins the battle in Smash Ultimate on April 17th. New playable fighter, stage, and music arrives, play DLC, free version 3.0 update introduces new stage builder, and more. Uh, there's a video breaking down Joker's abilities, and he just has an ability called Gun, which I think is pretty great. <laughs> like, oh no, watch out for Gun. Joker casts Gun. It's super effective. Uh, but uh, you know i'm all for persona the the persona thing still seems like a weird connection considering they aren't releasing a persona game on switch as of yet i keep hoping but i mean good for them smash ultimate still sucks speaking of ugly babies wow again with the hot takes look man it's just like how facebook used to be if i have to look at your stupid kid in the timeline i'm gonna tell that kid he's ugly and he'll care. He may not understand English, but he'll care. Oh, yeah. Uh, one story that's been kind of creeping up when it comes to talking about esports is the efficacy of AI. Um, you know, it used to be that you know, we would talk about the, the, the bots that were available in these games. They're typically pretty rudimentary. Uh, some other systems have been coming into play recently, and they've been getting a lot better, uh, particularly from the group uh, you know, OpenAI. Um, they recently released a set of bots that are competing at a level higher than some of the champion teams. In fact, just this uh, past weekend, OpenAI uh, had a set of bots actually beat the 2018 International Dota 2 champions uh, this past weekend. And they're saying this is going to be more or less a useful training tool for teams. Uh, as you see, you know, what it, what, it, what, it, what it is that the bots found that maybe, uh, you know, the coaches and players weren't able to find for themselves and what actually might be viable for them to pull off rather than what might just not be technically possible. Man, this is just John Henry versus the railroad all over again. <laughs> robots are coming. They're coming for our Dota players. You know, they came for the Dota first and I said nothing. And then they came for the Street Fighter players and I said nothing. And then they came to Brawlhalla and everything was over. <laughs> there was nobody left to speak for Hellboy. <laughs> there was nobody left. It was just a whole bunch of Hellboy players over and over. <laughs> you know, this is cool, but... Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
I, I guess I, I want to. I would like to see this applied to some other esports because if I had to pick an esport that was going to be like, well, duh, of course that happened, like gamed by an AI. Of course it's going to be a MOBA. Like that makes perfect sense to me. And I think we saw something similar with StarCraft Two at one point. Didn't didn't one of those AIs play a StarCraft Two like series of matches at one point recently? I swear that happened. Yeah, I feel like that was a thing. Yeah, I mean similar thing, and it's cool. Like. I, I think this is a, a great showcase of like ingenuity, but man, h- how do you got to feel if you're that team? Just like, wouldn't you be dreading this? Wouldn't you want to not be put in a situation where it's like, well, Hey, we might lose to a whole bunch of robots. thus proving that we're not really like the human element is the thing not needed here. I also get kind of concerned about, okay, well, what are the possibilities of this creeping its way into play in uh, in a sense that you know someone might be cheating and and not knowing a player in Fortnite uh, from Team Caliber uh, was dropped as they caught they literally caught him cheating uh, during World Cup qualifiers. Matthew, I don't know how to tell you this, but robots are coming for our esports jobs, <laughs> and we need to be vigilant. Now's the time. Well, the good news is that is, is robots aren't podcasting yet. Not yet, but I mean, I think I'm probably easily replaceable with a robot. <laughs> There's got to be an algorithm for my stupid comedy somewhere out there, and I'm in trouble. Those clowns of Blizzard are at it again. Those clowns. Zero, zero, five. What is a Rocket League? Ha, ha. Insert cat noise. This is wild. Uh, this is the guy's name, Jonathan Kosmala. He's a professional player representing Team Caliber. Drop after accusations of cheating. The strange story here is that the person who made the cheat outed him. Yeah, and I, you know that's one of the things that I've always found funny, and maybe we we don't see it as much anymore of this concept of like white hat hackery. And you know, you, you saw the notion more in the early Wild West days of the internet. And it's kind of gone away as we've realized that most of the people who would fall into that category now on the internet are just raging fuckwads. I think that's a technical term. And yes. it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of like the story that broke last year that um, Nintendo is replacing their firmware because a group of hackers found an exploit that made the firmware hackable. It was It was an exploit found in the processor. Like It was very specific to that. Um, chipset they were using the only fix for it is literally not using that chipset and the hacker group actually told nintendo like it, it it was a part of a like turf war with another group that wanted to sell um access to switches and not tell nintendo but this group turned around and said no hi we, we told them it's fine and i think it's really fascinating that this guy is just like no man i draw the line like if you just want to like stomp some dudes on your twitch stream or make somebody look like an idiot that's one thing but if there's money involved, like, I'm not down for that whatsoever. Hey, a man has to have a code, apparently. This highlights one of many problems with the setup of not just Battle Royale games, but Fortnite specifically, where if they had private servers or if they had some kind of system for doing this current World Cup that they're doing right now, this wouldn't have happened. But they're doing it on, like, semi-live servers, from what I understand. Um, and that's not something you can change easily with a Battle Royale game. At, at least not without radically changing your rules. Like we were talking about how PUBG technically has like a, a private custom mode, but it's still not quite like a land mode where everybody is interconnected and it leaves a lot of room for shenanigans. And I, I think that's another major hurdle that uh, battle Royale games are going to have to figure out uh, among other things like 
maybe sending their players to PR class. Just maybe like, you know, yeah. if you're considering putting a player on a piece of merchandise that is found out amongst the normal civilian crowd, like let's say a Red Bull can. And if you think that's a good idea, then sweet, but maybe not celebrate when that person uh, starts telling everybody to suck a dick over and over on a live stream. And we can think about how that represents, you know, esports as a whole or, or yeah. not. Yeah, no, this, I mean, this was a story that happened uh, last week. Oh, that actually happened? Yes. No. Crazy. Who knew? Happened. Ninja, Tyler Blevins, he of the saddest New Year's Eve party. What is the sound of one man flossing? (laughs) I believe it was last year when he came out and said, look, I'm going to try to clean it up a little bit. I got a lot of kids watching me. I've got a lot of sponsor money coming my way. And... You know, it's it's still going to be me. I'm just maybe not going to cuss as much. Last week he was streaming, and as you said, after something happened, he just literally exclaimed, "Well, I just suck my dick," and and not only was it a oh well, that was a that that kind of slipped out of my mouth, but his entire fan base cheered as if he were uh, uh, just uh, released from his chains of, of bondage of having to keep it clean for the children. A, a really awkward strange and not great moment for for ninja in particular fortnites in general and i would say the streaming community as a whole when your fan base is super duper pumped that you told a guy to suck a dick that's not a good look well it's you know it's a thing that we've talked about before is that can esports rise above it's like twitch culture like edgelord piece of crap like origins and if there was ever a poster child for that era it's ninja like talk to anybody who has any experience with ninja dating back to the halo days he like he's the last competitive gamer and streamer i would have ever expected to not only become like the face of twitch and the face of a video game but to try and pivot to become like the kid friendly streamer. This guy has one of the filthiest mouths ever. Not only was he a a known shit starter and just kind of being unpleasant, but in general, just kind of being the worst person you've ever had to deal with. And it's occasionally like leaked through on his recent Fortnite streams in the last like year. And I have seen some of it where he gets really annoyed and irate and clearly wants to say something or the big thing that he always harps on is like i'm being stream sniped constantly every time anybody kills him and he's there was there was kind of a running joke on the subreddit live stream fails for a little while about how like he reported everybody who ever killed him in a game of Fortnite ever because there's no possible way that they could kill him because he's ninja and that's your all's man's like that that's that's the guy you want to throw out on red bull cans that's the guy you want to put out as like the culture culture envoy from gaming to the real world because you know what? if that's our representative i might as well set all of my video games on fire and go take up crocheting which sounds way more pleasant at this point it's the sad bit about the culture that existed as the internet was growing as gaming was moving online and how it's going to be an incredibly slow, some it's slower than I ever possibly managed to drag the culture out of that same mindset. And every time you think you take a couple of steps forward, how it still falls back. Well, you know, you hit the nail on the head there is that every esport that I've seen is still struggling to deal 
with coming out of this mindset that used to dominate the zeitgeist of internet culture as we know it. And it's powerful enough that it literally affected an election. They, we are still trying to learn our way around the, around these interactions and with Gamergate culture at large. And it's clearly like a thing that they are willing to deal with happening like on outbursts on like a short-term basis. Cause we've seen it time and time again, whether it's Dr. Disrespect cheating on his wife and then attacking people on his stream and then going on to win gamer of the year or XQC and overwatch league or any of the other number uh, of like weird and disappointing things that have happened. And I don't know if it's a case where it's like we have to weed those people out and wait for the culture to clean up because I feel like that's the same thing we've been saying uh, about society for a hundred years. Like, well, we just got to wait until all the racists die off and then we'll be fine. It's like, they're never, it's never going to happen. I think this is the first thought I had to myself when I read that article. You know, it's the moment where you think to yourself, is this the mainstream culture of gaming? And if it is, how, how do you possibly push that out? I, I, I don't know how. Right. Is this any better than like the average like old person whose only like connection to video games is asking about killing hookers in Grand Theft Auto? Right. I would rather take having to explain Grand Theft Auto than having to explain Ninja at this point. And I say that as a slight against him completely. I, I still struggle with the fact that he is representative and, and he is like that. That's that's the thing that has to be accepted here. Yeah. Is that. Whether you want it to be or not, Ninja is one of the faces of esports, like mm-hmm. as a whole. Yeah. Even if you, even like for somebody like me who doesn't con- really consider Fortnite to be an esport, it still is. It's in that space, and Ninja definitely thinks he is, and he's definitely promoted as he is. So, what does that say for the rest of us? Like, great, it it it, it affects all of us. How do I put this? It's it's not as bad as it seems, but it's also simultaneously worse. It is the world of, right. well, yes, we, we're fighting these things, but also understand that in the traditional sports world, this is a shit that's also still going on. You know, ask any female baseball fan who happens to be on Twitter and talk about a team about how many times someone says, oh, you're not a real baseball fan. Name three teams in the AL East. Constantly being checked like that because there's there's no way a female could be a baseball fan. Just that's just impossible. And obviously that's bullshit. At least on a larger scale, esports might be a little further ahead of the curve. In that, well, let's put it this way: you don't go to the Overwatch League store page and find pink jerseys. No, which, or which even- every other league feels like needs to be a thing. And it's just like, look, you don't have to. You don't have to make special accommodations for us. You just need to not need to grab my ass on my way in through the turnstile. That's all I need. That's what people like Ninja being the culture representatives for gaming makes it really hard to deal with is that this is still a guy that wasn't too long ago was talking about how he would never, you know, share a stream with 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 a woman. Like that's the kind of thing that bleeds down. It's trickle down culture. Like mm-hmm. and if that guy is the representative, then what do you think that the overall consensus from the majority of people still is? As we wrap up the show, are you buying that dumbass Capcom uh, uh, <sighs> plug and play fighting game thing? Man, you know what? I am the target audience <laughs> for this stupid thing. Because is, I- if you haven't seen it, 
it, it, it's like it's like it's like a plug and play kind of a situation, you know, like the like the the SNES classic and the NES classic, uh, except it basically looks like two, you know, giant control boards for like a, for like an arcade, big big joystick and what is that on there? Like uh, eight buttons, uh, six buttons, six ball, six buttons, but there's two buttons at the top. Um, next to another uh, in like this giant console that is in the shape of the Capcom logo. I, you know what? This thing is totally created and targeted at dum dums like me. I will say <laughs> that right now. What is loaded on it? So this thing is going to be 250 euros. Uh, releases this fall, so you can do the math on how much it'll cost in American dollars, however you want. Um, it is two fight sticks, essentially, like like you said, dressed up in the Capcom logo, exactly how you'd say how you think it would be. There are 16 games, um, which includes, admittedly, uh, some unreleased games uh, like Alien vs. Predator, uh, Mega Man, The Power Battles, which was basically like, hey, what if we made a Mega Man game that was just the boss fights? Um, Street Fighter 2, of course, uh, the first um, Darkstalkers, and then a collection of some other games that are like arcade hidden gems. But that's part of the problem with this is that we're talking about, like, let's just say a $250 retro console that is a big, dumb, like, might as well be in the shape of a penis. It basically looks like it's already there anyways. (laughs) It only has 16 games. Um, It has Wi-Fi, but only to transmit high scores, apparently. Um, and the reason why the price is so high, I assume, is because they are touting that it is made with genuine Sanwa parts. Sanwa being a major fight strick, um, like parts uh, um, distributor and manufacturer. Like Sanwa is often considered like to be the, the the pinnacle of fighting game parts. So that would be fine if you could actually use this as a fight stick, but you can't. Like I, I assume with its price tag, you could maybe use this as a fight stick on. Um, PC, and which would have been a really cool option, but no, like it's it's 16 games and some weird Wi-Fi you can't use for anything else. And I I guess I don't know who this is for. Like somebody else said, this is for, on Twitter said uh, this is for the one percent of fighting game fans. But I don't even think fighting games want, fans want this because there's only three fighting games on it. Yeah, really. If, if it's only like yeah, Street Fighter two and and don't get me wrong, I love me some Darkstalkers. I. It's not even the good Darkstalkers. It's not even Darkstalkers three. Like, <laughs> okay, I got a, I got a soft spot in my heart for Darkstalkers one. It was, it was set up in the the laundromat that I used to do my laundry for quite some time, knowing full well that the game at that point was probably somewhere along the lines of like seven, eight years old at that time. I still dumped a lot of quarters in that game. You know, this thing is weird because if it's supposed to be advertised at like the fighting game fan or the arcade fan why didn't they put more fighting games on it or interesting fighting games like i would kill for like arcade recreated versions of like street fighter alpha 3 or third strike or capcom versus snk2 like games that ran on um i believe it's the cps2 arcade boards which for a while uh you know in the heyday of, of mame um was really hard to emulate one to one for some reason. Uh, I I think they've figured out most of the quirks now. But I look at this thing and it's just like, I mean, I could just kick like turn on my main cabinet and why don't I just do that? It's a shame because if there was more games for it, if it didn't look like a big dumb Capcom penis, like I would be all in for this. <laughs> As it stands though, who's gonna buy this thing? And it just shows that like 
Capcom is killing it in every avenue of their existence except for like the realm of fighting games and arcade like monster hunter is doing fantastic resident evil is back they're doing all these interesting things but they can't figure out fighting games whatsoever like street fighter 5 is basically a dead game at this point it, that, that blows my mind nobody that has told it that it's mind. dead like it's walking around it's weekend at bernie's fighting games edition and you know <laughs> Picturing someone holding just Ryu up by his collar. No, everything's great, guys. Hadouken. Hadouken. Man, I have more I people that. playing me on the Nintendo Switch and Super Smash Ultimate than I played an actual Street Fighter V, but it's okay. I assume that in the weekend at Bernie's Street Fighter Edition, uh, Bernie's being played by Raul Julia. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of course. All right. So we've annoyed, we've we've pissed off baby lovers, uh, the family of Raul Julia. Um, ninja fans, we're off. This has been a good episode. Oh yeah, yeah, and the yeah. Gamergate crowd, so it's all good. Yeah, and, uh, and Gamergate, it's great. That'll great. wrap it up. Uh, Will, where, 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 where can we, where can people harass you on Twitter? You can find me wherever there's discussion about this giant Capcom penis. Seriously, come on, look at it. It, it might as well have like a shaft attached to the end. Of it. It's a, it's a Capcock. That can't be the show title, can it? You can find me at W Harrison. I'm on Twitter as well at that Shaggy Man. The podcast is at Loser Esports. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk to y'all next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.